wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You are not in business without a customer or a client. I don't care about your LLC or your logo or your website. Go get a customer. All right. If you got a bunch of customers. If you got an LLC, a logo, and a website, and no customers, what are you? I don't know, but it ain't business. Dayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about uh, how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athletic athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game.
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are talking, now that we've already talked about brand building myths, now we're going to get into business building myths. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell y'all something as a side note to this before I even get into the rest of the introductions that I had already recorded the audio for this three-part series. I believe this is a three-part series. I'm just looking to make sure, yes, three-part series. But somehow, some way, I did not upload the audio to cloud. So we didn't have the quality audio and then the audio got pulled off of the video and that video audio sounded like shit. And I said, I can't leave this in my feed. So I'm re-recording this. So I'll probably do it better the second time around. I did it the first time around, but this is a process mistake on my part because I'm responsible for recording the audio and getting into the cloud. So somehow, somewhere I missed this. I don't know how 2,500 episodes. I had never made this mistake before, but somehow this happened. So I'm re-recording this. So this is going to sound better this time than it would have the first time that you won't get simply because I'm re-recording it. So before we get even get into that, let me remind everybody, I have a daily motivation text message I send out free of charge to everyone in my text community. Message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. You want to receive that message, text me at this number, 305-384-6894. And every day when that motivation message comes out, you shall receive. Secondly, work on your game, university.com. That's the place where you take your next step with me. That's where you get access to 37 courses, 3,000 plus lessons, my coaching programs, my physical mailings that I send out every month, Bulletproof Bulletin and the Black Book. That is all at workingyourgameuniversity.com. So if you are not familiar, get familiar by going over there and seeing what we have going on again at workingyourgameuniversity.com. Now, all that said, let's get into the topic. Now, since we, again, already talked about the myths of building a brand, now we're going to talk about some misconceptions people have when it comes to building a business. And a business and a brand are not the same thing. Brand is just what people know about you. The business is the actual exchange. That's where the money gets made. And we do need to know the distinction between the two. And we must be very clear on the difference between the two. And these are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about the business. And again, the business is about the revenue you're generating and the money exchanging hands between you and the people who you are serving. So without further ado, let's get into it. Point number one, topic once again is business building myths. Number one, your branding, your logo, and your LLC are your first items of business. This is false. These are absolutely not the first things you need to do. If you want to build a business, ladies and gentlemen, first thing you need to do is not have a brand, whatever you consider a brand to be. People have the definition of a brand has been expanded grossly over the last few years, and we're not even here to talk about that. We just talked about branding for three episodes before this. It is not a logo. And listen, you don't even have to have a logo. You can have a business. You don't actually you have to have a brand. You need to have a business. But a brand, depending on how you define it, is really what people think about you. So you have one whether you want one or not. And you don't need an LLC. There's another thing that I've seen a lot of people running around talking about LLCs these days. Get an LLC. And I'm not saying that these things are not useful. It is useful to have a brand. It's useful to have logos. And it's useful to have an LLC. As a matter of fact, your host, I have all three of these. But I want you to understand, none of these are the first items of your business. None of them. First order of business, when you are starting a business, all right, in order for you to officially be in business, number one thing you need is a paying client or a paying customer. 
and only difference between a client and a customer. A customer can be transactional, whereas a client is a person who is entrusted to be under your care. A client is a person that you're basically taking them under your wing in some way, shape, or form. That's the only difference between client and customer. So when you hear people use those words, and I often use both words when I talk about things because they are not the same. A customer can is someone who comes, you got a, a newsstand, they come buy a newspaper, that's a customer. A client is if you're a physical therapist or a personal trainer or you're a coach or you're a psychologist. Uh, those people are your clients because they are under your care. Where if I, I sell you a newspaper or a hot dog, you're just a customer. Or I'm not caring for you. I'm just selling you something. You get it. You give me the money, you leave. So that's the difference between the two, just in case anybody didn't understand that distinction. Remember that the purpose of a business, everybody, is to generate revenue. That's the reason why you have a business. Purpose of a business is not to have a brand or a logo or an LLC. And again, it's not that these things don't help your business, but they are not the most important things for starting your business. Again, this key phrase here is starting your business. When you are starting your business, the only way you can be in business is for someone to be giving you money. Did everybody hear what I just said? If nobody's giving you money, I don't care if you have an LLC. What do you have an LLC for? LLC stands for Limited Liability Corporation. What liability are you possibly in line for having if nobody's ever giving you money? You're not liable for anything. You don't have any customers. All right, what are you protecting? There's nothing to protect. All right, what do you got a logo for if you don't have any customers? Number one thing you need is someone giving you money. And let me be clear. Nobody has ever given you money because they thought your logo was cool. Those of you who have logos are your logo is not what makes you the money. It's what you offer people. Your products and your services are why people give you money. Now, the logo, again, can help support it. And people, maybe people want to wear the logo. Yesterday, I was in a jacuzzi in my building and the jacuzzi is right next to the gym. So while I'm sitting in the jacuzzi, I could see inside the gym. And there was a guy in the gym. He had on Nike everything. He had on a Nike tank top with this big Nike swoosh on it. He had on some Nike shorts. He had on Nike socks and Nike sneakers. And I just happened to notice it because there was swooshes on everything he had on. That's the Nike logo. Now, does that logo help sell things for Nike? Yes, it does. But Nike had to come out with a product that was useful before the logo even mattered. You get what I'm saying? And they had to make exchanges for that. And their brand became, oh, Nike has stuff for athletes. And I'm sure Nike has some corporate entities in place that I don't know the details of that help protect them as a company. But the whole first thing they needed was a product. And if you read Shoe Dog, which is the memoir, I guess we call it, of Phil Knight, the guy who created Nike, is still the chairman of the company to this very day. You'll notice the first thing he did was go get a company. And there's nothing in that book about I went and got an LLC. Nothing in that book about I went and created, I think he might have mentioned the logo. And he wasn't really talking about the brand either. It was how do I create a shoe that can help athletes and how do I get somebody to buy one? All right, that's how he started. And it's the same way you need to start your business. You are not in business until somebody's paying you money. Uh, the definition of business is the exchange of resources. So if there's no exchange happening, you're not doing business. I don't know what you're doing, but it ain't business. Everybody caught that? Burn this onto your brain. You are not in business without a customer or a client. I don't care about your LLC or your logo or your website. Go get a customer. All right. You got a bunch of customers, no LLC, no logo, no website. Guess what you are in business. Have right, you got an LLC, a logo and a website and no customers? What are you? I don't know, but it ain't business. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is business building myths. Number two, your prices must be low when you're first starting out. This is not true. 100% false. You do not have to have low prices to start a business. The level of your prices needs to be based on your understanding of the market and your understanding of who your ideal customer is and the value of what you are offering that customer and your ability to communicate that value. Let me say that again. It's a long sentence. The level of your prices should be based on three things. Number one, your understanding of the market. That means the people who could possibly buy from you. Number two, the understanding of your ideal customer slash client. That means the person that you want to sell to. So the market is everybody who might buy from you. 
ideal customer is a person who you want to sell to. Like you had to pick one ideal type of person to work with. Who is it? Describe them. And the more detailed you give, the better. That's number two. And number three, the value of what you're offering. And value is determined by what you are giving that person, what problem you're solving for that person, how much they value the solving of that problem, which could be much lower or much higher than what you think is worth. All right, so that has nothing to do with actual dollars and cents. It's about what problem are you solving for a person? If a person just got shot, for example, and that's probably not the best example because you don't really have to charge for that. If I'm working in a hospital. I mean, you do charge for it, but not really because you're going to help them whether they can pay for it or not. You don't ask them if they can pay for you, save somebody from bleeding to death. But let's say, let me give a better example. Let's say somebody's in the desert and they're dying of thirst and you're selling bottled water. Now, how much does a 16-ounce bottle of water cost? For most of us who are not dying of thirst in the moment, how much is that bottle of water worth? Maybe one or two dollars. But if a person's damn near dying of thirst and they haven't had a drink of water all day and it's hot as hell, how much is that bottle of water worth to them? You could probably sell that bottle of water for $25. Why? Because them solving that problem is worth $25 to them. Whereas if they are quenched, if their thirst is quenched, then that bottle of water is not worth $25 to them. So for another example, I was just in, I was in Las Vegas. I was staying at the MGM for a conference just this past week from when I'm recording this, not when you're hearing it. And actually, that is from when you're hearing it. As a matter of fact, I had to re-record this. So at the MGM, and if you've been to Vegas, for example, or in, in an airport is another example of this, where you really don't have other options besides whatever is in that venue to go get anything because everything else is so far away from you, or you probably don't want to leave that place for whatever reason. And I didn't want to leave the MGM because the MGM is kind of far away from anything else on the Las Vegas Strip, even though it is on the Strip. And it was like 40 degrees in Vegas and I ain't walking outside in 40 degree weather. That's just not happening. The snack stand where they sell things like candy bars and Skittles and things like that. You know that those candies are often overpriced. When I was in the airport, it was the same thing. The candy was like like the big bag candy would be like seven, eight dollars a bag. Whereas if you bought that on something like GoPuff, which I should have did, I wasn't even thinking about it. Now that I'm mentioning it, I should have looked up GoPuff and ordered it from there. While I was in Vegas, I didn't even think about it. doesn't matter. I write it all off on the taxes anyway. Or if you would have did something like if I would have just bought some candy before I went to Vegas and just brought it with me, then I wouldn't have to pay the $8. The thing is, that stuff costs $8 because I wanted the candy and I had no other options. So since I had no other options, if I want candy, then I got to pay $8 for it. Whereas normally it would have been $2. You get what I'm saying? So that's how your prices are determined. It has nothing to do with how long you've been in business necessarily. Now, that can play a role in someone's perception of it, but that does not necessarily mean that your price has to match another person's perception. Maybe that person is not your ideal customer if they think your price should be lower than what it is. And actually, let me take that maybe out of there. Anybody who thinks that your price is too high is not your ideal customer. And I'm giving a little pause there. I want to let that point sink in. Anyone who thinks your price is too high is not your ideal customer. doesn't mean you can't sell them something, but they're not your ideal customer. Your ideal customer sees your price and it's a price that you're happy with. And they say, damn, I thought it would actually be more than that. That's your ideal customer. All right. Because they're actually giving you, maybe encouraging you to raise your prices a little bit that they would pay because they thought it would be a little bit higher. So just because you are new in business does not mean your prices had to be low. Just because you've been in business a long time does not mean your prices deserve to be high. It's all based on who your market is and what you are offering that market. So look at a company like Walmart. They've been in business for a very long time. They have a lot of customers, but they still advertise and they fulfill this promise of everyday low prices. Right? Walmart offers, and you've been in a Walmart lately, everyday low prices. And I'm sure that there are people coming into business this year, new people in new businesses this year who are starting off with prices that are much higher than what Walmart offers. 
and they will get people to pay them those prices. The whole point being price is not based on how long you've been in business. Walmart been in business a long time. Their prices stay low. They didn't decide to raise their prices just because they got a lot of customers. And just because you are new in business does not necessarily mean you have to have low prices to match. Let's just say the expectations of people or even your own mindset expectations. This is the reason why in Work On Your Game University, you come into my coaching programs, you come into the Work On Your Game system. The first thing that we start with is mindset. Then we go into the strategy. Then we go into the systems and we do it in that order. Biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges I noticed with a lot of business people is they think the mindset part comes after you've figured out what you're doing. No, the mindset is the part that comes first. Then we figure out what you're doing because if you're in the wrong frame of mind, especially around something like money and price, well, you're going to price yourself right out of business before you even get into business. You might not even get a customer in the first place. So that's why mindset is such an important thing, why I talk about it so often here, no matter what the subject. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, we are talking business building myths. This is part one of three, three part series. Number three, you want to bring in as many new customers as possible. This is a myth. Yes, it is a myth that you want to bring in as many new customers as possible. Let me explain this. This is not always a hard and true thing, but just getting as many new customers as possible is not what you want to do in business. Here's why. Many people have this misconception about business that you just want to be getting all these new people coming in all the time. And many of the business people I work with. And working your game university, they come in with this idea. Good news is they're in the university. So we teach them, we unteach the bad thing that you learned and we install the thing that is actually accurate and true. Let me tell you what's accurate and true. The best customer to sell to in your business is not some new person off the street who never heard of you before. The best customer to sell to is one who's already bought from you in the past. We call this a repeat customer. Some people in the marketing world call this the second dollar. So the first dollar is the first exchange. The second dollar is the next exchange. Can you get someone to buy from you more than once? The repeat customer is the best possible customer you can have in business. The best customer you can have is one who bought from you in the past and they are buying from you again. Why? Number one, you don't have to market to them again. You don't have to run an ad to get the past customer to become a repeat customer. Number two, you don't have to build the no like and trust factors again because they already know you, they already like you, and they already trust you. That's the reason why they're willing to buy from you a second time. All right. So they're a repeat. They're a repeat customer. Again, you don't have to market to them. And number three, any of you who knows anything about marketing and sales, especially those of you who do anything when it comes to customer acquisition, like advertising, you understand that getting a new customer is the most expensive way to create business. New customers are the most expensive customers you can get in business. Same thing when it comes to hiring. Hiring a new staff member costs you way more money then it will cost to train and retrain and maintain and retain the staff that you already have. Any of you who runs a business where you have acquisition costs for staff and customers, you are nodding your head furiously right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. The best customer is the one who's already getting to give you money a second, third, fourth, and 35th time. The repeat customer knows you, hopefully they like you, and they trust you based on their previous engagements with you. So think about this. Some of you may still be fighting against this in your mind right now while I'm saying it. Let me offer you a hypothetical situation. Let's say you had 10 customers, just 10, not 11, not 50. You had 10 customers total in your business. Is that a thriving business or not? I'm pausing there to give you a chance to answer the question. Now, if you answered yes or no, you're wrong either way, because you shouldn't answer that question without more information. Your question should be, it depends, Dre. How much are they spending? Who are the customers? What am I offering you had 10 customers who each were paying you $100,000 per year, and you continually re-engage each one of those customers to pay you that same $100,000 every year, and you never got a new customer, would you be okay with that business model? Or would you sleep well at night? Or would that be a good year for you? 
you had 10 people paying you $100,000 each, and they just kept renewing with you whatever you're offering them for that $100,000 every single year. That's a million dollars a year. Are you okay with that? Or would you be happy with that business? I think most of you would say yes. And you have zero new customers coming in. I think most people will be okay with that. Since most of you are saying yes, that kills the idea that you always need to bring in new customers. Now, this is maybe a far-fetched idea for some of you. Maybe it's something that some of you don't see as a possible. I want to tell you that there are businesses that do this. People in the consulting space, people in the project management space, they absolutely do business just like this and in many other industries. So let's just say the consulting space. There are many people in consulting who do something similar to this. may not be the exact numbers, but very close. So it depends on the nature of your business. What you should be noticing through these points so far is that the strategy and the understanding of exactly what you're doing and who you're serving matters a lot more than these random ideas about how business works. That's why strategy matters so much. So I told you why mindset matters. The next part, after we have the mindset in place to put the strategy on top of it, that's why these things matter, because you have to be asking the right questions and getting the right information. The biggest challenge when it comes to strategy for many people who I come across is that they're simply asking themselves the wrong question. The good news when you're asking the wrong question is that you can get around people who can help you identify this wrong question and install the right question. All right. And that's what we do at Work On Your Game University. So if you haven't joined the university yet, I'll tell you how in a second. Let me recap these points. And we are on part one of three business building myths. Number one, your branding, your logo and your LLC are the first items of business. No, they are not. The first item of business when you are getting into business is to get someone to give you money. That's a client or a customer, period. I don't care what else you're doing. I don't care what industry you're in. First thing you need is a paying customer. Number two, your prices need to be low when you're first starting out. That is 100% false. Just because you've been in business a long time does not mean you deserve to charge more money. It's like if someone works for you for a long time doesn't mean they deserve more money just because it doesn't make any sense. It's giving more value. When you're giving more value, you get more money. That's the way that it works. And if you're not giving value, I don't care how long you've been in business, your price is going to stay low. That's how it works. And this is why some businesses go out of business. Number three, you want to bring in as many new customers as possible. Not necessarily true. It depends on the nature of your business. It depends on who you're selling. It depends on how much you're selling for. You had 10 clients who were giving you $100,000 a year and they kept renewing every year. Do you need new clients? Not necessarily. I mean, I think that's enough money for many of you to sleep well at night. So think about these things and just understand that there are strategies and there are mindsets that need to go in place for you to run a business successfully. And you need to be thinking about it in an accurate way. It's not about it being right or wrong. It's an accurate way of thinking about it. And as we get to the rest of these points, your understanding is even stronger. So first of all, text me. Tell me the best insight you got from this class. My number is 305-384-6894. And secondly, workonyourgameuniversity.com. You want to learn how to think more accurately about the way you run your business, more accurately about how you're making money. You want to be coached directly by me to be able to ask me questions, get answers from me about how you're operating your business and the way that you approach it mindset-wise, strategy-wise, and systematically. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and get started. Tomorrow we'll get into part two. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.